0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Joining us right now, Bill Ryder, host of Ryder Than You, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on CBS Sports Radio. He also has a podcast called The Flagrant 2, so check that out. Follow him on Twitter. Bill Ryder, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning, God. I'm
1: great. I won't shout anybody down. Great to be here.
0: Good. Because
2: right. you would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Bill. Uh, what happened to Gordon Hayward was disgusting. It was, it was really rough to watch. It felt for him and his teammates. But, you know, the Celtics going forward, is there enough there to accomplish what they set out to accomplish at the beginning of the year?
1: No, I, I, I don't think there is, uh, unless Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum become superstars overnight. And Jalen Brown looked really good in game one, and and I think Tatum has looked really good in in general. But, but no, I was already a little worried about their depth as it relates to trying to chase down and surpass in the postseason. The Cavaliers, yeah, you're right. It, It was gruesome. It was ugly. And also I think it does away with Danny Ainge's sort of bold gamble on this season. It's unfair, but life is unfair. They are not going to be a team that competes, I think, in the Eastern Conference in any serious way.
2: Wow, so no picking up the pieces from that and maybe down the line, uh, finding something you can add to the mix.
1: I don't think they have the assets to go and make the kind of move that they would need. And and no, I think Gordon Hayward was a critical piece of what they were gonna do, and now you have the you run the risk of reverting back to Kyrie Irving, just taking thirty five shots on a bad team. And I look I, I got why they made the move. I thought it made sense. They were more talented, but they gave up a lot of depth to do that. I mean, Jay Crowder Really good basketball player, doesn't really get a lot of the credit that he should, but really good basketball player. Avery Bradley, really good basketball player. They lost lost a lot of toughness and a lot of heart to become more talented. They lost those things and they lost half their talent. I just think it's a really unfair blow, but I don't think they'll be that competitive this year.
0: Is this new look Cavaliers team better than what we saw last year go up against the Golden State Warriors? (sighs)
1: So not as, not a as certain on this one. My my sort of immediate answer, guys, for me at least, feels like a no. But I know they have LeBron James. Isaiah Thomas will be back hopefully around the new year. To me, I I, I worry they're not as good. Derek Derek Rose, old and not particularly good. Dwayne Wade, just old. Kevin Love at the four. I just I don't I don't see it working. I know they have LeBron. I think LeBron may have a career year as he tries to put this team on his shoulders. Almost certainly his last year in northeast ohio and i guess there's time for me to be proven wrong and for these guys to sort of figure it out and be great but i think at least in the postseason you need superstars and you certainly need especially against the warriors you need a lot against the warriors but having guys who can create their own shot and and go off and take over a game offensively is really important they had that in kyrie he could do it at least a couple times in a seven game series against a team like golden state you know i guess it's it's wait and see and they do have lebron james but i I worry that team, good as it will be because they have LeBron, will not be nearly as good or quite as good as they were last year.
2: Bill, when you look at this incident there with the Bulls, does some of the blame lie with management because they were aware that this had been festering between Portis and his teammate Miritich?
1: Yeah, 100%. I I like and I know Fred Hoiberg. I think he's a really smart guy and obviously a great collegiate coach. But this is a guy, look, I, I get it, hard to sort of step in and fill Thibodeau's shoes, and it's a very different culture, and you're going to run a different offense, and it's a different approach. But he's had trouble sort of having the respect of that locker room the way that you need in the NBA. It's a, it's a part of the job, and that's a tough transition, no matter what your background is, from successful college coach to successful NBA coach. And this is at least, at least in part, maybe large part, an extension of that, I don't think that happens in a Greg Popovich or an Eric Spolstra even or, or a Tom Thibodeau or, or a Doc Rivers locker room slash practice. So I absolutely would blame management, the coaching staff, and, and a culture that allows that to happen. You blame Portis. You can't, you can't punch your teammate in the face. But that doesn't happen in, in some, on some NBA teams. And I've covered the game enough to know that the culture you create in a locker room, it has not usually this kind of an impact but it usually has an impact on your team and your personalities.
0: Geo and Jones with Bill Ryder of Ryder Than You right here on CBS Sports Radio starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time and the Flagrant 2 podcast joining us on CBS Sports Radio. Of the teams in the West that remodeled themselves in a big way, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Timberwolves, uh, which one of those do you believe is the most championship-like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the answer is is Minnesota, but maybe not this year. I mean, I, I buy them in, in the long term, and what they've done isn't sort of some hope for Hail Mary. Oklahoma City, like if we're talking about this season, I think is really interesting. I am uh, aggressively mean-spirited and doubtful to Carmelo Anthony. So, you know, I have to sort of get over that and, and believe that he's going to be willing to share the ball and he's going to be willing to do other things. They're just – you can't have – Paul George, Russell, Westbrook, and, and Melo can't all take 30 shots a game. But you have to have perimeter defenders in this league, especially against the Warriors. They have that in Paul George. You have to have shooters and guys that can stretch the floor. They certainly have that in Melo and Paul George. I think Roberson's sort of not criminally underrated, but an important defensive piece now that you have those other guys. They were really good defensively last year. They can be great defensively this year. So if those guys coalesce properly, if they – it's such a big if with Melo, but if they move the ball – I think they're a really interesting basketball team um, if, if everything goes the way that it could. If you took like the over, over, over in terms of whatever Vegas projects, which I think there's 55 games for them, I think they're a really interesting basketball team. I, I know Houston beat the Warriors in that first game. I don't think it matters. I think Draymond Green was right. Houston's not going to play defense, but Oklahoma City <laughs> and maybe the people down the road I think are really interesting.
2: Well, uh, Bill, you're you're right, righted in all of us, but Gio was wrong, and I tried to talk him Uh, down from this, but he he decided to start Rodney Hood last night. Oh, yeah, in my And and, and Rodney came down with some gastric (laughs) issues. Uh, Were you aware of the the pregame jitters that this this young man has experienced in the past?
1: I was not, and I know a couple guys, I won't pretend to know many, but a couple guys that played in the NBA that, that talked about getting sick before they would play, but the two guys that I'm thinking of who played in the league for five or six years, who, you know, like a, like a performer, would, would go to the bathroom and get sick, at least in our conversations, I always thought it was kind of weird. It, it only lasted uh, the rookie season, right? And they kind of they figured it out like anything else, usually radio, basketball, whatever, reps sort of uh, sort of cure that. So, so no, it's, there's so many bizarre things going on in the world, the world of sports. I was not aware of that, and it's a very, it's a very weird hurdle for that young man to have to clear.
0: Bill, I'm a Knicks fan, and I was you get the free league pass uh, deal the first week of the season, so I take advantage of that before I end up having to buy it because of what we do for a living. Uh, So I'm watching it last night, and I'm watching Dennis Smith Jr. in his first game for the Dallas Mavericks, and he starts off in the first possession in alley-oop. He goes out because he turned his ankle, but he comes back. He ends up being a catalyst, and he's really good. And I think to myself, you know, there's this 19-year-old kid from France, Frankie uh, Nalikina, who I know nothing yeah. about. Uh-huh. Um, tell me why things are going to be okay with that draft choice. Because <laughs> last, last <laughs> night I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be one of those decisions that we're talking about for the next two decades how they screwed up again.
1: I normally wouldn't be able without lying to you. I wouldn't be able to tell you why things are going to be okay to a Knicks fan, even yeah. though I'd like to, but I, I actually, Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be r- really good. I mean, I think everybody sort of understands, especially with Rick Carlisle and what they do with the Mavericks. Like he is a guy you can kind of plug in from day one. I you know, I don't know a lot about Nicola because I obviously haven't seen him much, but every scout that I talked to, I talked to a GM a couple of weeks ago, um, and this guy's not a huge, not a huge Phil fan. Um, they all say that he's really good, that you know, he may, it may take a while. It may be a process. But, but even non-Knicks people are really, really high on this dude and think he has a really, really bright future. And I'll say this, like I'm brighter than nobody half the time, and I certainly was wrong on Porzingis. I was in that group that absolutely mocked the Knicks and mocked Phil Jackson for drafting Porzingis uh, a few years ago. And so the same people who told me I was wrong on Porzingis in large part are telling me, that this young dude for the Knicks is going to be pretty good. So, I look, I, I actually think at least in that realm, in that small bucket, I think things look up for, for your team.
2: Spurs gets a opening win versus the Timberwolves, and LaMarcus Aldridge, Hook'em Horn, uh, looked a, a lot more assertive. Uh, you think he's had a, a change of his mindset over the offseason?
1: Man, I hope so, because I, I loved his game in Portland, and he is just not fit in um, – he is just obviously not fit with the Spurs. Look, he just got paid a bunch of money, just got an extension, because you have to bet on talent in the NBA. Going back to the Knicks, you can even give Tim Hardaway Jr. $300 billion or or whatever the money is, when you have to sort of take a chance. And I think part of the reason they did that is Aldridge is is talented. The other is Greg Popovich believes he can always find a way to reach guys and, and to make it work. And Aldridge has his own sort of special kind of ego, and it is hard to go into the Spurs and figure it out. But, I, you know, it's one game. But, I, yeah, watching that, I thought, ah, maybe maybe L.A. has sort of gotten it down and understands what it means to be a Spur. Well, to quote the cliché of Eric of, of the Sixers and Eric Spolster back in the day, trust the process because he is talented enough. If he just lets himself be coached by the Spurs the Spurs way to be a really, really good basketball player.
0: Yeah, but there was no Kawhi last night. And when Kawhi's not on the court, even last year, he picked up the slack and his numbers looked good it's it's fitting in when everybody's healthy i think is going to be the bigger issue for him and be
1: aggressive right yeah, just, just being like, aggressive be is the, the issue man. right Yeah. like that's the issue minutes or, or, or five five like because he has looked like such a such a scared shy freshman at the at the high school dance it's like bro like you're Lamarcus aldridge like yeah whatever you're doing please play like a man yeah man go dunk on somebody dog <laughs> so do it. come on yeah. uh
0: Part of me wants to really like the Sixers. The other part of me wants to really hate the Sixers because they're very cocky and haven't really accomplished anything yet. Um, is this team going to be one of these teams that really develops into something in the next couple of years or are just too many question marks that you don't believe it's going to come together?
1: You know, so I'm always sort of an optimist. and I love, I love young, sort of interesting, talented teams. And my answer is I, I think they will, but that's also me pretending that Joel Embiid is going to be healthy. Right, yeah. he's going to play 60 games a year. So, so if you give me a, a healthy Joel Embiid, I think they will be really, really good. Now, Markel Fultz needs to know how to shoot. Like that would be a super helpful thing, not to have that part of his game decimated. And but they played. I thought they played the Wizards really tough last night, and they looked young, and and there were moments where they didn't look particularly disciplined. They look like what they are, but they're really really talented, and I think they can be like the T-Wolves in the last couple years, where they win 28, 29, 30 games, but you just you know at some point they're going to add a piece or they're going to figure it out, and they're going to get a lot better. So assuming that Embiid is is healthy, I think they'll be very, very good in a couple years.
0: Bill, where can we find your podcast?
1: Uh, You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on my Twitter at SportsWriter um flagrant too yeah I'm on the old google machine
0: all right very good <laughs> and you can listen to him right here on cbs sports radio 6 to 10 p.m eastern time thanks bill we'll talk to you soon man thanks guys we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof